This information is just one of more than 746 peer-reviewed articles from Vet Lexicon Bogus provided by VetStream, Definitive Veterinary Intelligence. Aspiration Pneumonia from Vet Lexicon Bogus. Contributors Louise Cox O'Shea and Christina Muller. Introduction Cause Iatrogenic aspiration of material may occur with incorrect drenching, syringe dosing and passage of a nasogastric tube into the trachea and the administration of fluids or medications or milk. Any disease leading to pharyngeal or esophageal dysphagia may lead to aspiration of food, water and saliva into the trachea and the rest of the respiratory tract such as from a esophageal obstruction. Neurological disorders may affect the control of swallowing and lead to pharyngeal paralysis or paresis. Treatment. Measures to specifically address the cause of the aspiration and prevent its further occurrence. Broad spectrum antimicrobial administration until culture and sensitivity testing reveals any specific medications. Non-steroidals to control lung infection. Stress and dust-free environment with good ventilation. Good nutrition and oral hydration. Achieving this can be particularly challenging in these patients. Or euthanasia. Prognosis is guarded to poor. It's very variable depending on the severity of the pneumonia, the inciting cause, the ability to remove the original inciting cause of aspiration, the volume and nature of the aspirated material, the type of bacteria introduced and the rapidity of treatment all have an influence on the final outcome. Age predisposition. Calves are most commonly affected. As a result of inhalation of inflammatory debris if suffering from diaphoretic laryngitis or stomatitis, inhalation of meconium, inappropriate use of the feeder or stomach tubing, congenital abnormalities such as cleft palate, pathogenesis, etiology, iatrogenic, drenching, medication or tube funding. Aspiration pneumonia is commonly diagnosed in hypocalcemic cows. Often this is as a result of farmers attempting to drench those cows whilst they're too weak to swallow or because they were drenched in lateral recumbency. Any disease leading to pharyngeal or esophageal dysphagia may lead to the aspiration of rumen contents, food, water and saliva into the trachea and the rest of the respiratory tract. The most common of these conditions is esophageal obstruction or choke. Other esophageal disorders that could also lead to regurgitation include strictures, esophagitis and congenital disorders such as persistent right aortic arch. Neurological disorders may affect the control of swallowing and lead to pharyngeal paralysis or paresis such as tetanus, rabies or botulism etc. Downer cows in lateral recumbency may also be at risk. Cleft palate can lead to aspiration of the milk into the trachea. 
Common observations by the farmer include a calf that starts suckling vigorously but then starts coughing and struggles to drink properly. Foreign bodies or a mass in the pharynx, which could be subepiglottic or pharyngeal cysts or tumours of the esophagus can cause dysphagia. Actinobacillosis in the throat or esophageal area is a risk factor for aspiration pneumonia. Various poisonings may lead to dysphagia, including plants, lead and arsenic. Predisposing factors. General. Milk fever, especially if the animal becomes cast, which can lead to aspiration of the rumen contents, leading to toxemia. Milk fever. Iatrogenic. Drenching, medication and stomach tubing. Holding out the tongue when drenching or medicating. If the animal is bellowing at the time of drenching or medicating. If the head is thrown back or neck overstretched at the time of drenching or medicating. Food, saliva, blood and exudates can be aspirated during general anaesthesia. Animals with aspiration pneumonia should not be anaesthetised if at all possible. Pathophysiology. The severity of the injury to the pulmonary tissue following aspiration depends on the amount and composition of the aspirated material. Evidence appears to be lacking, but it is suspected that water or saliva aspiration is unlikely to be as critical as aspirated rumen contents because they have a high foreign body and microbe load, or drugs or drenches or milk. Practically, it may be very hard to establish what has been aspirated on the farm and economics may hamper detailed investigation. If large quantities of fluids are aspirated, the animal may die acutely. If rumen contents are aspirated, then the damage can be severe with pulmonary edema and hemorrhagic pneumonia. Toxemia is a common sequelae and can prove fatal in one to two days. In general, aspiration of material into the lungs leads to bacterial contamination of the lower respiratory tract, which overwhelms the normal respiratory defence mechanisms, resulting in pulmonary infection, lung consolidation and, in some cases, pleuropneumonia and or lung abscess formation. The bacteria involved are mixed and anaerobic infections are quite common. Often normal inhabitants of the nasopharynx, such as Mannheim emia, hemolytica, Pasturella multocida and Histophilus somni are isolated as pathogens. The cranioventral parts of the lung are most at risk because of the structure and orientation of the bronchi and other conducting airways. Lateral recumbency may lead to unilateral pathology. Time course. In early cases, clinical signs may not be obvious, being limited to fever and depression. As the pneumonia progresses, the clinical signs may become more apparent. Following milk fever and aspiration of rumen contents, the resulting toxemia can prove fatal in one to two days. Diagnosis. Client history. Recent esophageal obstruction or nasogastric entubation or drenching. Recent history of milk fever. Evidence of other clinical diseases including bloat, swallowing abnormalities, nasal discharge or hemorrhage or milk. Clinical signs. Fever, 
tachypnea or dyspnea, open mouth breathing, nasal discharge, food material and saliva present at the nostrils, coughing, inappetence, depression, exercise intolerance, significant milk drop, arched back, bloat secondary to an esophageal obstruction, weight loss, malodorous breath in an anaerobic infection, lung necrosis or pulmonary abscesses, sudden death after drenching or nasogastric intubation. In some cases, immediately after aspiration of material, a raspy fluidy sound may be heard during respiration. Diagnostic investigation. Respiratory system examination. Auscultation of the respiratory tract. Harsh breath sounds may be heard dorsally with occasional crackles and wheezes and dullness ventrally. Pleuritic rub may be audible but often is not. It may be unilateral or bilateral if lateral recumbency has occurred. If unilateral, the unaffected lung may show increased respiratory sounds. Bronchoalveolar lavage or BAL. BAL samples can give useful information as to the pathogen involvement. BAL can be performed with or without endoscopy. Endoscopy. Endoscopy is often not economically feasible in farm practice, but should be considered as a diagnostic aid. May reveal abnormal foreign material in the conducting airways if aspiration is still ongoing. There will be evidence of a mucopurulent exudate plus minus traces of blood in the lower airways. Samples can be taken for cytology and bacteriology, sensitivity testing for aerobic and anaerobic. Blood sampling for haematology and biochemistry may reveal a leukocytosis with neutrophilia plus minus a left shift, hyperfibrogenemia and hypoglobulinemia. Radiography. Radiography is often not economically feasible in farm animal practice, but should be considered as a diagnostic aid and may reveal a radio density in the craniovental part of the lung. Ultrasonography may show superficial ventral consolidation of the lungs with pleural effusion and fibrous pleurisy. Confirmation of diagnosis. Discriminatory diagnostic features. Increased harsh breath sounds with possible wheezes and crackles in the craniovental lung lobes. Increased mucopus within the trachea visible on endoscopy. Increased bronchointerstitial pattern in the craniovental lung lobes. Peripheral consolidation visible ultrasonographically. Leukocytosis and neutrophilia. An increased acute phase proteins in the blood. Definitive diagnostic features. Cytological examination of a sample from the lower respiratory tract reveals increased cellularity composed of predominantly degenerate neutrophils with intracellular bacteria. Bacteriology yields a heavy growth of a mixture of bacteria. Differential diagnosis. Other forms of bacterial pneumonia. Pleuronemonia. Pulmonary neoplasia. Treatment. Initial symptomatic treatment. Note that these animals will require intensive, time-consuming nursing and will occur 
a significant economic cost of treatment. The likelihood of poor prognosis should be discussed with the farmer early on and euthanasia should be offered. If treatment is attempted, then measures to specifically address the cause of the aspiration and prevent its further occurrence should be taken. Broad-spectrum antimicrobial administration until culture and sensitivity testing indicates specific antimicrobials required. Infections are often a mixture of gram-positive and negative organisms, with anaerobes also very common. Non-steroidals to control the lung inflammation. Bronchodilators. Supportive nursing. Intranasal oxygen therapy is beneficial, but is likely to be reserved to hospital settings and may not be economically viable when treating production animals. Fluid therapy may be required. If the animal presents with severe dyspnea, then consider immediate euthanasia, as the prognosis is extremely poor. Welfare is compromised and there is little point in investing in expensive diagnostics and treatment for such cases. Standard treatment. Affected animals should be kept in a stress-free environment with good ventilation and as dust-free as possible. Bedding should be dust and mould-free. High quality appetising diet. Getting sufficient food and water into these animals can be a major challenge and may be a factor in opting for early euthanasia. In moderate to severe cases, it will be very difficult to get enough food and water into these patients to maintain them while the lung is healing. With dyspnea or open mouth breathing, they won't eat or drink by themselves for days to weeks, in which case euthanasia should be offered as adequate nursing care will not be achieved on the farm. Oral drenching of fluids will be very difficult or impossible since these patients resist massively due to an acute air hunger. This increases the risk for further aspiration, which of course is a vicious cycle. You need to alter the antibiotic therapy once bacteriology results are available. Continue the initial symptomatic therapy. Monitoring. Ideally, there should be regular clinical assessments, at least daily. Repeat endoscopy and diagnostic imaging may be considered in cases that do not make suitable progress. Clinical response may be seen within 48 to 72 hours of initiating aggressive treatment, but this will depend very much on the inciting cause. Animals that are not responding should be euthanized. Subsequent management. Continued treatment over two to six weeks may be necessary, depending on the severity of the problem and response to treatment. They may require corticosteroid therapy if inflammation persists once the bacterial infection has resolved. Theoretically, there are surgical options for animals affected by large pulmonary abscesses. However, these are very unlikely to be feasible options for production animals, both from an economic point of view and an animal welfare point of view. Intensive nursing would be required post-operatively. Prevention. Control. Education and training for all personnel likely to be administering oral medication drenching or stomach tubing animals. Prophylaxis. 
avoid placement of the nasogastric tube and medications into the trachea. Care during drenching. Careful clinical examination of neonates at birth to detect congenital abnormalities. Close monitoring and aggressive treatment of animals suspected of meconium inhalation. Speedy treatment of bloat or milk fever cases and place in sternal recumbency as soon as possible. Prompt treatment of disease associated with laryngeal or pharyngeal dysfunction. Prevent access to toxins. Ensure a cuffed endotracheal tubes are used during general anaesthesia. Outcomes. Prognosis. This is very variable depending on the severity of the pneumonia, the inciting cause and the ability to resolve the original inciting cause of aspiration. The volume and nature of the aspirated material, the type of bacteria introduced and the rapidity of treatment all have an influence on the final outcome. Pulmonary abscessation and severe pneumonia are associated with a high mortality rate, necessitating early diagnosis and aggressive treatment. The prognosis is guarded to poor. Aspiration pneumonia is secondary to milk fever is usually fatal. Reasons for treatment failure. Failure to stop dysphagia and treat the primary problem. Inadequate treatment regimens. Severe fulminating lung pathology. Development of sequelae such as pulmonary abscess, bronchopleural fistula and endotoxemia. We hope you found this information useful to understand more about aspiration pneumonia in cattle. You can read this Lexicon article and more than 746 other peer-reviewed articles by 121 clinical experts in the veterinary care of cattle via www.vetlexicon.com forward slash treat forward slash bovis. Copyright VetStream. Definitive Veterinary Intelligence. Thank you.